bones, 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 them bones, them body bones. Couple has been found dead in the park in a compromising position, but the female victim's head and hands are missing. It's all about bones, 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 bones. I'm not talking about the TV show Bones. This is uh, Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast. You are now listening to Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast, where we recap and break down past episodes of Law and Order SVU. You can hear us out on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, or and any other streaming service. And now he's your host, Brian Rose. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast. Now, we're on every Monday on Anchor FM or Spotify or WordPress. And this is your host, BD Rose. And I was going to ask you, how was your weekend so far? I'm going to tell you a crime story, and it's ripped from the headlines. I want to talk about the subway shooting in Brooklyn, New York last week. Wasn't that some crazy shit going on right here? I mean, I I was home expecting the painters to come by my house to paint my house, but they never showed up. And all of a sudden, though, I be listen, there was the I've been hearing that there was a subway shooting at the 36th Street train station in Brooklyn, New York. Right. So let me tell you what happens is turned out that this this fool, he threw a smoke detonator and he, he like shot 10 people on the train. They told 33 shots, sending passengers running off the train and they had to get on another train for safety. So let me tell you what happened, right? Last Tuesday, April 12th, and train was pulling in the station and it was probably coming from Coney Island. It was running express. As soon as the train was pulling into the 36th Street train station, some this is some guy through a smoke detonator and he shot like 33 shots and 10 people were 10 people were shot. And the passengers they just running off the train in panic. It was pure chaos, but not for long because another train pulled in the station and the passengers got into the train for some safety. And then and then the other train went up to the next station, which is 25th Street. But when I saw the video, I seen this guy hopping out the train and he's um collapsing to the ground like he got shot and another person got shot. I mean, that was wild, it was crazy. And then the and then the cops got their suspect and his that's the name of Frank James. That, that nigga is crazy, man. I mean, I also wanted to tell you that it was a setup, man. Oh my goodness, man. They did he orchestrated the attack. I mean, what was his motive? Does he have a mental illness? I mean, uh, he is someone in Philadelphia or or probably some other states, something like that. He might move around. But 
his agenda is like um he wanted to terrorize the city i don't know if it was like orchestrated it was probably was orchestrated or probably was a setup but right now they charge this nigga with um domestic terrorism i mean but i mean you know this 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 Frank james this nigga that he like ranting against the cops and he's like 16 years 62 years old big guy he's like the he's like the notorious big damn big damn big papa i mean does he have like a mental illness but all i gotta say is that you know i mean good thing i was home watching it i mean i was watching it news all day till like one o'clock because they had full coverage and i almost fell asleep a couple of times because they were still talking about that subway shooting i mean all over the world so i just want to say this you got to be careful out there when you're riding on the trains and make sure you try to protect yourself or defend yourself at all costs because i mean sometimes i carry me like some pepper spray just in case because niggas be wilding out there you know what i'm saying you see my language my language so uh, and it's just you know people are crazy out on the trains so i mean they don't have no faith in the most high whatsoever i mean so it's it's, it's a problem so we're living in the times where there's gonna be like more chaos because people are not in the right mind because they didn't have no peace i mean it's going through emotions and then you're gonna have people be spinning with madness and all that stuff because they're like blind straight like blind to the blind to the most high you know so you just gotta be careful i mean i i still take the trains and i'm not scared let the most high protect you from all this chaos and harm what's going on all right so i was watching the latest episodes of svu like called 18 wheels of predator they got this truck trucker cracker over here raping random woman and the twist of that is that um then his um I think it is that the victim was playing with the bartender. Turned out the bartender was raping his sister. I mean, oh my goodness, that's a damn incest crime, man. I'm not going to give it away. And I saw the re- recent episode of Law and Order. It's like a rip from the headlines. And um, I never got the chance to see the organized crime just yet, though. But I'm going to go check it out, though. I mean, I didn't have the time because I was so busy over the weekend. And I just wanted to say that happy Passover, y'all. So let's go ahead. Let's, all right, let's get to this episode, right? It's all school about talking about this. Um, have you seen the movie American Psycho? So I call this one Teenage Psycho, all right? So let's get to the episode. All right, so this is where this is Law and Order SVU season three, episode fourteen, Prodigy, and it aired on NBC on January eighteenth, two thousand two. That's is twenty years ago today, right? And you know, um, yeah, yeah, and Shanti got the um, new song called um, "He Was Always on Time." No, that was Ja Rule, "Always on Time." It was in in the charts and all that stuff, though. So we started up the year 2002, you know, I sure got a new song, you don't have to call. So anyway, 2002 is like 20 years ago. I was like maybe like um, 25, going on 26, you know what I'm saying? So there's a prodigy, you know, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, he he just probably prodigies like inspiring somebody, something like that. Though, I don't know, but I'm gonna call this one teenage psycho. Yeah, I'm gonna want to give it away. So, let's get to the episode. Okay, it's nighttime at the park somewhere. I think it was Riverside Park, and two cops are having a conversation, and then they spot uh, a white dude carrying a large duffel bag, and uh, one of the cops asks him to see his license, and next thing you know, the, the, the guy he runs off and the cops give chase and somehow you know the one of the cops catches up to him and um you know, put tackles him on the ground and stuff like that though next thing you know is that um they find a couple <laughs> yo shit um they were in a compro- compromising position i mean they, they got the guy was on top of the lady but they both dead <laughs> Oh, it looks like the dead people was getting ready to to have sex and shit like that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. He's easy. You got this um, like elderly couple or getting their freak on and shit like that. I mean, but, I mean, the couple found dead in a compromising position like they was getting ready to fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't you think it's illegal for having, like, public sex? Hmm. Oh my goodness. So later on, Benson and Stabler are at the crime scene, and the uh, cop is talking to Detective Benson, tells him that um, the woman, the, the victim, female victim's hands and head are missing. And the cop was trying to talk to this guy because they wanted for, they wanted the, what they need to ask for an inter, interpreter. Something like that, you know, at the predator, something like that, though. So Benson said that she speaks a little French, a little Spanish, and the cop tells her that the suspect is deaf. Ooh, that's the end of the cold open. We go to opening credits, and um, we're in the interrogation room, and then um, Benson and Sabler are here with the, the deaf guy, and the deaf guy got an interpreter, and it turns out that he had nothing to do with the. Um, with the couple's murder, I mean, he was just, um, and it turns out that he, that he was um, carrying stolen goods and much like laptop and jewelry. And much tells Craig about the deaf dude in the park because he was carrying stolen laptop and jewelry, stuff like that, though. So Craig uh, heads to the interrogation room and Stable comes out. And um, Craig asks him, how, how's everything going? And, um, he said that he they even tell him that no hope and stuff like that though. They say that um he had nothing to do with the murder. So um what we gotta do now they gotta deal with the if females missing head and hands, so they gotta go bits his person. So we're in the in we're inside the um you said the squad room and Finn is calling people, checking in on missing persons and stuff like that though. Cause it's crazy something that's crazy, something like that though. And then we're in some kind of um we're in like the morgue or something like that. And um and and then you know it's Benson Slabler speaking to a guy named Carlin. And we got a repeat offender. Now who's the guy playing um Carlin? Man was in his mid-50s, female in her early forties. Aside from her obvious head and hand wounds, both suffered deep jagged stab wounds in the midsection. What kind of knife are we talking? Major duty hunting with a sharp, eight-inch serrated blade. Got a nasty head laceration. We got a bloody rock. No, 
They found embedded tree bark. Might have been hit with a hefty branch. Results in from the rape kit? Spermicide, but his pants were open. Had lipstick on him. So she was doing the male victim, perp happened upon him, killed him, took his place, killed her when he was done. Ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. That happens to be actor Mike Doyle, man. And this is his first appearance on Law & Order SVU playing R. Carlin, you know, the crimes, one of them crimes he dudes and all that stuff, though. And and he's going to be appear, making, uh, like, uh, occasional appearances on the show until the season uh, 10 finale where his character got killed. Now, check this out. I've seen this guy in the movie Jersey Boys. So and he before SVU he was he, he was on Oz HBO Oz playing I'm gonna say a bitch excuse my language do I have to say that yeah I think it was um, Schillinger's bitch or something like that and the show Oz and stuff like that though so anyway so this is um this is his first appearance on SVU so and so Carlin or Mike Doyle says the victim had been attacked with a blade and. Colin also finds a pacemaker from the male victim. So, and so it probably is a goes to company. So we're at this office right now, some little, little sort of business company, and much of it is talking to Fred Rumens and um, about the pacemaker on the male victim. And he told him tells him that the guy has some heart problems and stuff like that, though. And he also reveals a name to much of Finn. It's called Edward Boggs. So Meanwhile, Benson is able to talk to Ed, Edward's widow, stuff like that, though. And um, Ed's, Ed's wife, though, right now she's a widow. So Benson, excuse me, Musk, I'm, I made a mistake, sue me. So Benson is able to talk to um, a boss's wife. And then, and then, um, and then he, he was having some problems. I don't know what it is, something like that. He's a hard worker, something like that, though. And uh, is, Edward's wife also mentions that he hooked up with a guy named Vidi at the bar, right? No, 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 no. Okay, so we at the bar right now, and um, Bessie Saber is talking to a, one of the bartenders at the, and then, you know, Boggs hooked up with a guy named Vinny at a bar, and, and then the female bartender mentions that they, they be saying, they be saying bitches this and bitches that, like it was disrespectful to them, something like that, though. And she also shows him that um, Bingo, no, 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 that um, Vinny was the Bingo and be always be losing and shit like that, though. So they needed, the best is they needed detectives, they needed to talk to Vinny. So we're in the interrogation room, and um, Vinny, yeah, here is Edward's friend Vinny. Now, at least it's your, who's that guy? Who's that, who is that guy playing um, Vinny? I got this job. I can't mess up, all right? They're going to fire me if I don't show. So tell us about your night with Ed. We had a conversation. Is that a crime? It depends. What did you two talk about? Bitches. All right, that's actor Robert Cholsey, and he is remembered playing a correction officer on HBO's Oz. So we got another Oz album, right? Yeah, I mean, and he also appeared in um, Boardwalk Empire and um, Blue Bloods. And I remember back in the days, he was on Hill Street Blues back in the 80s. And he made a guest appearance on Homicide Live on the street. And um, by the way, he's a Bronx native, right? So Vinny, he plays Vinny, right? Um, you know, Ed's friend. And, 
they um, the detectives asked um, what Benny and Ed was talking about, and he said like about woman and Ed and something like that. Though I mean, he go always saying bitches. I mean, he would like to be disrespected woman, but he tells them that he don't know anything about the the you know the murders at Central Park something like that, and, and he don't know nothing about the you know about raping a woman or cutting the cutting the woman's you know decapitating the woman's head or cutting her hands i mean and then they're going to give him a poly test or something like that though so however though they had the detectives they had to go back to the crime scene and finn he finds blood on a tree bark yeah and then speaking about the tree bark you know i think um that guy who calls on carlin mentioned something about the um, about the tree bark and stuff like that, though. That was happening earlier, stuff like that, though. So, Finn blind finds blood on a tree bark, so that could be... So, they're trying to put the pieces up together. Turns out that um, somehow that the perp was uh, probably catching the couple making out, and next thing you know is he attacked the guy, and then no, no, he attacked the girl, or something like that, and then Next thing you know, he attacked the guy, and then they he put them in some kind of a sexual position and something like that, leaving them both to die or something like that. It's, but I'm going to tell you this. I would say that the perp probably cut the woman's head and hand off, turns out, and then next thing you know, he had to deal with the guy, and then he put it, he put the, he killed him, put him on top of her just to conceal evidence. I don't know what it is. I mean, how psycho is that? You know what I'm saying, though? So... It, so they get did it they get a call saying that the the idea that the female victim's hands was found in the sewer okay so and then they had to go get fingerprints so we had the um, lab right now and then um and then it turns out that they had to get they had to get the victims the female victim's hands fingerprinted and check check this out we got another hey Hey, we got a Nate. We got another. Hey, who's that guy? Now, who is that guy playing some lab to a little more, something like that? It's been through hell and back. Submerged for at least twenty hours. After which rats made a picnic out of it. Run her through the system. Let's just hope she's an ex-con, teacher, or otherwise bad. Yo, 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 yo. That's um Daniel Sanjada, and um he's also a repeat offender. I mean this. This is his first appearance on SVU, but no, that's not his first appearance on SVU. I'm back in season one. He played some kind of like a bomb, bomb squad detective or something like that, though. And he this was that was a different character. But right now, this is his first as a recurring character on SVU, Daniel Sanjada. So he's going to be making like more appearances. I mean, and Daniel Sanjada, he was see recently appeared on some show on USA. I think it was um. Um, beach and stuff. I forgot the name of it though, but I think it was um. Hey, I'm gonna let let me look at the Wikipedia and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it was a USA show that was on like several years ago. Oh yeah, I mean he was on Rescue Me, and recently um he was on um he was on um De- Devil Wears Prada and. The dark right, the dark night rises, and um, and he was also recently he was on a USA drama 
few years ago. I fuck was like um I think it was um I think it was probably Graceland, I believe. I might be wrong, Graceland, something like that. I don't know, but I mean he's been in a lot of stuff. I mean he also been on Power of Book too, right? So he plays um I think it was uh, one of the lab dudes, something like that. I forgot the guy's name. But okay, he played he wants Benson to take in that scene, Benson he he wants um Detective Benson to put on her gloves. So he what he did, he was gonna cut the the finger of the dead victim and she's gonna use it as a fingerprint so they could ID her. So Benson applied, she put on her gloves and then and he put the dead woman's finger on the glove, make sure she could be ID'd and all that stuff though. Okay, so later on we're at the squad room and um they got a hit on a fingerprint on the female dead female victim. And it turns out to be she is identified as Pam Tilden. She is from the MFPCA. That's like the humane law enforcement. And much applied the dog police. And what they do with well, her job is that they had to track down pedophiles, um, and serial killers. Oh snap. Now, that's the end of Act 1. We get into Act 2. And Benson is able to talk to Pam's colleague. And he tells her that Pam is hard at work. She's good at her job. And she's there, been there for like for the past several years. And she's dedicated to her job. I mean, she spent most of the time dedicating her job. I mean, she never had like like you know, private life or dating and all that stuff, though. So Benson is able to ask for the guy for the case files. Right. So we have the squad room. And much of Finn is... Going through Pan's file, recent files and stuff like that, recent cases, and then they mentioned something about. I think um, Mel Bunch is bringing something about like them. This guy married this girl, a girl, a girl named Lily or something like that. But it turns out it was like a, a horse. Oh my goodness! Oh no, he married a girl named Missy, but it turned out to be a damn dog. That's just that's like the bestiality stuff, and you know. And you know, Ice T don't want to hear no like bestiality and shit and shit like that. You know, I mean, come on, y'all. I mean, that's disgusting though. So it turns out that there was they just found out that in her recent cases that the dogs were used as a dog fighting ring by a gang. So okay, so there. So Benson Stabler, much of it. They talked to the the guy who works at the kennel. He probably like Pam's colleague or something like that though. So the kennel guy saying that um, some. That 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 um, it I think there's some teenager lit up a cat's tail and he's threatening Pam or something like that though, so we go to some Shrink's office and I think it was a Benson Stabler was talking to Shrink, Shrink because he mentioned something about a guy named Harry Baker and and then he had like some anger issues and shit like that though and um. And he, I mean, he, and then he, at the art and whatever, I mean, he does drawings. I mean, he just do some, like, dark drawings and dark stuff like that, though. I mean, so he also mentions that, um, that Harry's mama was a stripper. And, you know, she usually brings in, like, clients to her home while the son was there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's... So him and his family, his he his he got a dysfunctional dysfunctional family, you know, like married with children and shit like that though. So speaking about the dog fighting ring, I mean this is sound like a DMX song, like 
give me a dog. Like, <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna get about talk about that though. So, so somehow you know it's just um we're in a squad room and um, Benson is talking to Cabot. And he was talking about Harry's case file, and then he's Jim Cabot looks into it though. So we in a we in a choir, So she talks to this um other uh, like a attorney named Shaheen, you know the Indian girl, and you want to talk about covering Carrie Harry's cases stuff like that, and you know the kids like uh psycho. I mean talks like crazy stuff stuff about that some of the stuff like that though. So okay, we're in um Harry's apartment and Bethany Sable is talking to Harry's mother, and yo man, I mean. <laughs> And she had like a robe on and stuff like that, though. I'll be a start talking to her. And then Vincent Steven look around the house. And all of a sudden, Harry's mother uh, uh, comes out. She got her tits out. I mean, she, I mean, she, I mean, she, I like a woman with big tits. I mean, this gonna get me wrong. But she was wearing a bra and a skirt and stuff like that. And um, Harry's mother asked him what um, Harry did this time. And he's like, he's a suspect because he found. Of them killing a, a couple, killing um, killing the woman with her head and her hands are missing, or decapitating the head and the hand, and kill the guy, something like that though. And mother doesn't believe it and stuff like that though. I mean, she tells him to go check his room. He has nothing to hide until the mother to mother closes the door on him to go to use the bedroom, something like that though. So. They look around Harry's room and they see all the dark pictures and the drawings and stuff like that. And Harry shows up, and that leads us to a, 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 a before they were famous dude. Now, who's the actors that's playing Harry? My strength says I have a, an aggressive orientation to the world. Something about a predatory drive it says if I don't rechannel it, I could, I could wind up. Uh, what she say? A cop. Hmm. Well, we also heard that you have experience with surveillance. A girl in your class, Carrie Thorne, broke her heart. By killing your dog? No, by ending our relationship. Not to sound egotistical or anything, but I drive the girls a little crazy. Yo, that happens to be my actor, Michael Pitt. And he most remember playing uh, our, this dude named Darmondi on the HBO series Boardwalk. Empire. That have you seen the show Boardwalk Empire? Okay, so it's it's like a period drama set in, in Atlantic City in the 1920s. It's talking about prohibition, no alcohol and shit like that, though. Okay, so he played. Um, he was on Boardwalk Boardwalk Empire for the past few seasons, and he also appeared in the movie Bully with um, I think is uh, Nick Stahl and. Um, I think it was Baiju Phillips and shit like that. I mean, I seen the movie Bully. I mean, it's like it was crazy. Teens killing a guy over some because he abused girls. It's all this rumor and shit like that, though. Okay, so in this episode, he plays um Harry, not Harry Potter. Okay, so um they ask him and did he, did he ever had a grudge against Pam writing him out over saying Count Fire stuff like that, reporting him, but he tells him that. He's cool with Pam and stuff like that, though. So, and it turns out that he also mentioned about killing the dog and stuff like that. And he also mentioned something about ex-girlfriend he used to date, something like that. He said, um, 
it, he broke it off with her. He broke it off with her, and then then she it, he and it turns out he, she broke his heart or something like that though. So so I mean you know and then he says that uh, I have a thing that drives the girls crazy something like that. I mean you already heard that line though. So meanwhile, Munch and Finn is talking to uh, Harry's ex girlfriend, and she tells him that he that he killed her dog after she broke up with him. So it's like a retaliation tactic or something like that, though. And then next thing you know, when she reported it, uh, it turns out that Harry was sweet talking to cops, and then him and his friend was spreading rumors about her or something like that, though. I mean, she don't want to deal with him. I mean, she, you know, okay, so Harry said that she broke his heart or something like that, though. But Pam turned, Pam turns it the other way, saying that she decided to break up with him. And and she was like, that's the thing she get for killing her dog and stuff like that, right in front of her house, something like that. I mean, what? Who, oh, that's crazy, though. And she mentioned something about a friend, right? So we're into Harry's high school, and Munch and Finn is in the bathroom. They're looking for Phil. And then turns out that he, they hear a noise. Finn hits the damn thing, and then all of a sudden the uh, spray can rolls out from one of the toilets, toilet things, or what you call it, toilet doors or something like that, though. So, much of Finn, though, they bring uh, Harry's friend Phil out, though. So, and they ask they ask him about Harry, and Phil tells him that him he's not, he's not friends with Harry anymore because... And then Phil also tells them that Harry has been collecting skulls. Oh, be talking about bones, 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 y'all. So we at the park right now, and the crime scene. They found a they uh, they they've, um they found a cooler that was buried in the ground. When they opened it up, though, it contained animals' heads in uh, in it. Oh my goodness! So. Is this like a teen, teenage serial killer in the making or a teenage psycho? I don't know something like that about that, though. All right, so we're in an interrogation room, and Harry's there with his mother, and he's being interrogated about the animal's heads, and, and you can tell, you got to tell, that this guy has no remorse whatsoever, something like that, though. But all of a sudden, though, Harry tells them that he witnessed another man was attacking Pam and all that stuff, though. And I don't know, the the other guy was in the way. I don't know what it is, something about that, though. So, damn, 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 damn. So, we're in, um, we're in the squad room later on. And about speaking about the another man that Harry mentioned, Craig got hit. It reveals that there was a the guy was Joe Paletti. We put Joe Paletti as a suspect. And Benson, no, no, and Stabler tells Kraken that he was that, that him and Benson was, was talking to him earlier at the kennel thing. And it turns out that um, Joe Paletti is a seven-time rapist. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, my goodness. So the detectives, though, they bring in Joe, you know, the guy, the, you know, the kennel dude. And he's being brought in to the precinct. While Harry, he's being cut loose. And it turns out Harry runs in with the suspect, Joe, or something like that, though. And then, and then next thing you know, in the next scene, we're, Joe's in the interrogation room. 
and he tells him that he used to rape rape multiple women, but he's clean for the past few years. I mean, he went to prison, he's reformed, something like that, though. Even though, but the detectives think that he killed um, Pam and Ed, you know, just to cover his ass and shit like that, though. So, um, however, though, turns out that um, at the squad room, they found out that as that Joe has, like, wall-to-wall stories about rape, torture, and he's even telling inmates about it, stuff like that, though. So we're in the judge's office, and Cap is there about Joe's little papers and stuff like that. And and the judge decides to let the jury decide on the uh, 70 charges, stuff like that, though. So we're in, a, we're in a courtroom, and Joe has been found guilty for obscenity, and he faces up to a year in jail. And sometimes they're not satisfied about that thing, though. So Harry is there, and Saber comes up to him. He sees um, Harry sitting down, chilling, and then next thing you know, Saber grabs him in his neck and something like that, though. I mean, he confronts Harry because, I mean, thinking that he would get away with it, something like that. But Harry tells him about about the stash and something like that, though, because um, they found a stash, but he also mentioned something about more stashes and stuff like that, though, so... You know that you know the you know the unit though they go track down go to Joe's house and they find they go to his stash. I mean, yo, they found like a lot of shit right there going on around here. Though. I mean, a lot of Joe's stash, a lot of equipment and things to hack or torture with. I mean, stuff like that. She he got shit to kill. So we're in the lab right now, and then guess what? Vargas, right? You know the guy from New York on the cover though. He says that the perp was at some kind of a chemical place or something like that, though. So, in the squad room, you know, they show you how the Joes, you know, um, tries to travel uh, travel from New York City to Jersey and something like that. And then they show, they show like, a map or something like that that he went down the, you know, the, I think it was I-278 in Brooklyn, went across the Verisal Narrows Bridge, go to Staten Island, and try, he tried to go straight down to... Uh, like um, Atlantic City, towards Atlantic City, so that would like be South Jersey. So that's that's Joe's route, you know. I mean, he dumped the hands and something like that, but he couldn't find a place to dump the head, so he had to find um. Here, so he had to, so he had to like um, go down that go down the highway to like South Southeastern New Jersey, something like that, near Atlantic City, to dump the head or the hands or something like that, though. And, it, and Vargas shows up at the interrogation room. He says that the plant is in that the plant is in Tom's River because they could tell by the you know, tire marks and the dirt on the tires and and everything like that. Though, so we down there in the, somewhere in Jersey outside, and then with a canine, they did they found they knew what they found down there over there in Jersey. A canine earring is used as an evidence and stuff like that. Though, oh my goodness. I know Joe is in big deep shit now. So we at the prison and Sabler steps up to Joe telling that Pam's DNA was in that earring and 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 where he dumped the head and shit like that though. And Sabler tells him that he's gonna be serving like a longer, longer, long life in prison instead of a year. And then he cause Sabler tells him you got one year to deal with it and 25 more to choke on it that means joe's gonna be doing 25 to life to murder so game over joe you are busted 
at the end of the episode. And I just want to say that it turns out they thought the te- detectives thought that this teenager killed the um, the 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 dog police officer but it turns out it turns out to be his her own colleague oh my goodness i mean he used some sick dudes at though so i'm gonna say that's the end of my episode and it was it was good it's all right though let's go yeah i'm just gonna leave you like a little little some notes over here you know that Finn, you know, he's not wearing his suit and tie. I mean, he's wearing like um business casual, you know, leather jacket, turtleneck, something like that though. Alright, so um sorry for the audio right there, my phone's be acting up. Oh yeah, by the way, you know, Harry's ex-girlfriend, you know, does she never dated him? She considers him as a stalker and he uh turned him down on a date and then and then, he, and then he he killed her dog for it though. I mean, that's why she had nothing. She had nothing to do with Harry and whatsoever. You know what I'm saying though? All right. So like I say, Harry, he got nothing to do with um killing um you know the the you know the dog police cop Pam and stuff like that because him and Pam were cool and you know something about gang activity. I don't know what you would call it and all that stuff though. Oh yeah. By the way, I forgot, forgot to mention that the Vinny he passed her Polly. So, I mean, he's cleared a crime, though. So, and then, you know, sometimes him and Ed split up after the after the, their time at the bar. You know, they wanted to go for another drink, but they refused. And Vinny tells the cops that Ed went to the park to, um, let's say, Nature Called. I'm not talking about, like, Harry. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about Ace Ventura when Nature Calls and all that stuff. I mean, you had to go take a walk in the park. It's not a safe place to go walk in the park at night. Yo, let me tell you, Harry is obsessed with death. All right, just I just want to give a shout out to Yao Tigo, who hosts like the FCU after show with her friends and stuff like that. It's on Fanversation. I just wanted to say thank you for getting communicating with me, and maybe I'll be watching your show often every Sunday. And um, I also want to give a shout out to um, this pot, the These Are Their Stories podcast. You know, the, you know the people who set their own podcast. So, because I've been listen, listening to them every week, and I even um, subscribe to them also. So, hopefully, you know, I just want to give you a shout out. Yeah, I think These Are Their Stories podcast. You can find it on Spotify or whatever channel, something like that, though. And um, Anyway, well, 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 I had like a busy week, you know, and all this stuff. So I just wanted to interview Neil Bear and ask him a few questions about his run as a showrunner on SVU. And this dude hasn't got back to me yet, though. Well, you know what, though? I'm going to get you. Nah, I'm just kidding. Nah. <laughs> I'm going lock to lock your ass up. Nah, nah. Just <laughs> what the hell I'm talking about here? This isn't America Most Wanted. This isn't about cops and stuff like that, though. So... Hopefully, I just wanted to say that um, I want you to wish y'all have a, have a happy Easter. You know, I mean, I'm trying, I'm, I'm practicing it because I mean, I'm trying to refrain from these cakes and cookies and stuff like that, though. So and that's what I want. That's what I want to do. So 
And I want to take a shout out to my family. I mean, so that's all about. That's all my time for now. So, okay, I'll be back next week with a new episode. And I just want to say thank you for listening in. And um, and I'll be and I'm gonna let you know that the Twisted Alone or SVU podcast is being produced by me, written by me. It's mostly unscripted there, so I'm gonna say what's on my mind. Well, sometimes I keep the notes down, so I don't want to give it away. So, all I want to say is that you can listen to us on uh, Anchor FM every Monday. You know, it starts at midnight. And you can also listen to us on Spotify on Mondays. Because, you know, I mean, so so I'm going to be, that's how I record my show on Sunday night. And then, and then it will be uploaded the following Monday. So, I hope y'all listening in and then sometimes i have a different sense of humor on things though i can put in a few laughs and all that stuff so now all right so this is bd rose and i'm signing off this is being recorded from my house and i'll see you next week and have a blessed week